The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, I mentioned long COVID, and you would have heard mention of it as well in the news headlines from Eamon, that report that has shown almost 90% of those living with the condition in Ireland have not returned to their pre-COVID level of health. We're going to speak to medical experts uh, on this in just a moment. But first, Rachel Dandy is with me, who suffers from long COVID. Rachel, you're welcome to the show, and thanks for taking the time to speak to us. Um when did you first catch COVID? I know you got it twice, I think. Is that right? I did, yeah. Thank you. Lucky, lucky, lucky for me. Um, I got it <laughs> twice, yeah. So I, I got the original variant back in October 2020 um, and then suffered, you know, a lot of symptoms after that that kind of went on. Um, and then the whole family were locked up then last Christmas. So it was a pretty miserable uh, Christmas last year. Uh, we all got Omicron. Um, so, you know, it definitely set me back at that stage. But, you know, I've had so many symptoms that I've, I've come to a stage now where I'm just discounting a lot of them. And now my primary kind of focus is on my on my heart and on my cognitive issues. And I still haven't returned to work. So two years and one month um, and fighting hard to get back to work. But it's, 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 it's quite a, an uphill battle, to be honest. So uh, talk me through then, Rachel, some of the symptoms and how they've manifested over time, right? If we go all the way back to October 2020 when it started. Yeah, so October 2020, my my main kind of serious issue was was tachycardia. Uh, Migraines, would have four migraines a week or so. Breathlessness. My memory was very severely bad. Like I I keep saying I had two second memory. Like it was it was very, very severe. I would actually lose time, so I, I just I would just my mind would just wander. You know, you could lose twenty minutes and you don't know where it went. Um, and then just very bad chest pain, uh, palpitations of the heart, um, and then I suppose low mood. You know, trying to deal with all of those those symptoms from a day to day. So, I mean, fast forward two years. Um, I still have some very stubborn um, symptoms, mainly around the heart and mainly around uh, cognition. So I was very fortunate to get uh, uh, a neuropsychologist uh, who, you know, did some uh, testing with me there. It took about an hour and a half. Mm. So it was a real deep dive into my brain um, and the results were quite frightening. Um, it's not so easy for me to articulate what is going on with the brain and you know and this document is very important and you know it just really shows that my brain has slowed down I find it very difficult to take in new information and hold it and then later to be able to retrieve it Um, so uh, and also just in relation to if if you were to kind of hand me a whole lot of tasks difficult ones uh, my brain would just kind of go la 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 don't want to know it's very difficult for me to kind of concentrate and work out. So my brain has really slowed down. Like a, a doctor read that report and said to me, he said, that, that reads like you've had a traumatic brain injury is what they said. God. And that's the way it feels. It actually feel, I actually feel like I've lost intelligence. And with, with, with issues with your cognition, you know, your, your, self, um, your self-confidence is really hit. And the, the job that I was in was very fast moving, a lot of interaction with people and uh, a lot of just multitasking and all that and all of that has been taken away from me so that's my main kind of issue with the heart is a different story yeah. that's the more concerning the heart so 
Would, I had. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I was just going to ask just in the context since you brought it up, your job. I mean, if you went back to work today, like, would you be able to cope? I, I'll find out soon enough because I'm so stubborn. I'm like, I'm just, I just want to, I want to go back. It's going to be a very slow return to work. They're talking about four hours for the first week, so two mornings. Um, and then see, my problem is, is that the more I use my brain, the more the fatigue will come on. So it's, mm. it's a real balancing act. But it's, it's, you're talking about maybe three to four months of very gradual you know, will crease by an hour here, an hour there. I can't do rush hour traffic. I, I couldn't sit in my car for three hours. So there's a lot of discussions going back and forward on, on where the kind of the sweet spot is, you yeah. know. Um, it's frustrating, you know, it's very frustrating. Have the symptoms changed for better or worse? Say, let's Let's kind of pick our starting off point as several weeks or maybe a couple of months beyond the initial infection because everything is a little up in the air while you have it. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if we if we talk about, say, the beginning of 2021, so you'd been infected yeah. two, two and a half months previous, how different are the yeah. symptoms today to what they were then? Well, I, I have to say, like, there's definitely more of an understanding um, and there's treatment plans in place. So, for example, you know, um, I'm on medication for migraines. So at the moment, I just have headaches. I very rarely get a migraine where at the start, I was getting four migraines a week. So there is medication that you can take to prevent migraines. That's worked for me. I was placed on uh, beta blockers for my heart, which slowed my heart down, which was great. But then recently enough, I was taken off those beta blockers um, and, and I was put on new medication because they found out after an MRI of the heart that the tachycardia was being caused because my heart was weak and it couldn't pump blood and oxygen around the body quick enough. So I was getting uh, quite serious, what we call heart arrhythmias. I don't know if you know what that is. It just means your heart gets into this very fast, Mm. irregular beat and then you literally start to faint. Um, I was having that. So it's a hard question to answer, really. Uh, Medication has worked. But it still is a very long road. There's no medication I can take for the brain. There's nothing that I can do, only be very organized. Um, there's no uh, magic solution to that. Um, but the heart is concerning, you know. That's not something that could be with me for the rest of my life. And, and I mean, how's the emotional or mental health? There must be a huge oh, toll. Up, up and down. I am up and down. I was on, um, I was on a, a lot of low mood, a lot of anxiety. Anxiety certainly at the start because I was terrified of getting it again. Um, and then, sure, I've, I've had all the vaccinations, the boosters. I've had everything that you can get at this stage in relation to the vaccinations. So that gives me a little bit of comfort. Um, and the Omicron obviously wasn't as severe as the original variant. Um, but, you know, it's just it's just a very, very long road and there's no... There's no answers really um, yet at this stage. Um, and I've kind of accepted that. I think more, I think everybody comes to a stage, especially when they're two years plus, of just accepting that this is the way it is and you just have to kind of adapt your life around it. Well, listen, Rachel, with us as well is Dr. Brendan O'Shea. He's an assistant professor in the Department of Public Health and Primary Care at Trinity. He's a GP in Kildare and a specialist in, in occupational medicine. Brendan, how typical are stories like Rachel's? Um, Rachel's story is a long, uh, complicated, uh, difficult story. Um, There are some great things emerging in it. 
Um, but certainly in practice, um, it, it's absolutely apparent that every community, um, uh, the entire population, has been quite traumatised by what's happened. Uh, oh, we seem to have lost uh, Brendan there. Rachel, are you still with us? I am. I am. So, I mean, is it a case then at the moment of just taking it day by day? I mean, do you yeah. do you think far into the future? I, I, I don't. I can't. Um because at the start, you were, I was constantly setting kind of timelines. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine in a couple of months. And, you know, and every time I reached that milestone and, and things hadn't improved. So, no, I, I just, I take it, I take each day as it comes. I am very, uh, you know, I really, really want to get back to work now. Um, and I know my employer is, 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 is keen to have me back, but keen to have me back in the right way. Um, and yeah, look, I have an MRI now on on Friday, so that's gonna that's gonna tell me a lot about the heart and whether it's improved. And you know, if I go back to a stressful environment, it's not going to be good on the heart. Um, so, you know, as everyone knows around me, do not ever say to me it's just cold. You know, it's it's just caused it's caused havoc. Um, and we need to be more vocal as a community. And um, and I think anyone who's listened to this who has long COVID needs to get in touch with their TD um, because there's a lot of silence going on there. People are suffering in silence. Yeah. Come together and, and, you know, there's always, there's been talk for about a year, you know, there's this plan was going to be put in place for people long COVID. We're still hearing about it. Nothing's been done. So, you know, we we need to be heard uh, more. Yeah. Do you, um, do you suspect maybe there was an expectation, rather a hope that they just clear up over time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, would, sorry, I don't mean I don't mean that, that you would hope it. Yeah. Of course, you would hope it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the powers yeah. that be kind I of thought, that. ah, yeah, listen, absolutely. we'll put a plan in place. But listen, fingers crossed, actually, yeah. we don't need a plan because yeah, yeah. in six months time, yeah. it'll be grand. Yeah, well, I was told at the very start by loads of different doctors and consultants that I will um, that I will fully recover from this. And over the last six months or so, they can't stand over that. And they, and they, and they don't say it anymore. And I know that. I know that I'll never be the same. A hundred percent. No, I'll never be the same. Like I, I think that it didn't kill me at the start, but it will probably kill me in the end. I, I definitely believe that. Um, oh God, Rachel, really? Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I believe my heart will never be the same again. No, absolutely won't. Never be the same again. Well, listen. The the report today, I suppose, backs up that assertion that it isn't going anywhere for a lot of people like 90% of of those living with it haven't returned Brendan is back with us Uh, Brendan I mean it does strike me and I'm not sure I know we were trying to get you back on the line you might not have heard Rachel made this point that there was possibly a hope or expectation from the powers that be that you know this would resolve itself over time you know we knew so little about COVID maybe there you know the thought was listen those symptoms will subside as well but it's quite obvious for a lot of people they're not subsiding and we really need a plan Well I suppose the key thing here is the proportion of people uh, an awful lot of people have had COVID-19 very large numbers Uh, and over time and reflecting on our own practice here and in other services um, a lot of people actually do improve um, and a lot of people um, by following their own instincts, by making, a, by using the services that are available, uh, if your employers actually can provide some flexibility, a lot of people actually are doing well. But there is definitely a significant proportion of people who are uh, very bothered and uh, very put out and disabled by symptoms that are persistent. Um, 
again, prior to coming on, uh, I just had a, had a quick look uh, to see uh, what system, uh, systematic reviews were around in relation to long-term uh, long COVID syndrome. There's still an awful lot of uncertainty in the medical literature about it. Mm. And do you suspect, I mean, in that vacuum of information that we are doing enough to support or, you know, uh, is that ignorance yeah, leading yeah. to inaction? That's a very reasonable question. And unfortunately, for a lot of big health issues, there's never enough that could be described as enough. You can mm. never do enough. If somebody has breast cancer, you can never quite do enough. Um, uh, long COVID arguably is a life-changing diagnosis on one hand. Um, and then on the other hand, if you do as Rachel has done and broken it down into its different pieces, uh, you can begin to make progress with it. I particularly like uh, that her employer was open to exploring uh, a flexible approach. She described classic ease back, um, where she can be monitored, where she can do as much as she's able to do, uh, and that she's got uh, follow and support in that. Um, so flexibility of work is a key thing. Uh, and then it's also really important to remember that we've always had significant levels of anxiety and depression, and that is still the case. So if there are particular pieces of this that can be treated separately, yeah. A lot of households have been very disturbed by work uncertainty, financial difficulties. Uh, people who were previously depressed and anxious before this pandemic, this has been a very difficult time for them. So chunk it up into particular pieces uh, and manage each of those pieces diligently and carefully. And Rachel has done that. Um, so um, it's, it's, we're obliged to do the best we can with what we have. Yes, and Rachel suspects it it won't be. Uh, Brendan, thanks for your time. Dr. Brendan O'Shea is Assistant Professor in the Department of Public Health and Primary Care at Trinity and a GP in Kildare specialising in occupational medicine and Rachel Dandy as well, uh, who who shared her own story of long COVID. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.